0: Hello and welcome to the Content Minds. My name is Ryan Broderick and I am uh, very much in my co host debt. My co host, Luke Bailey. Say hello, Luke. Hello. I want to open the show by thanking you for going to a video game store this week and getting me <laughs> a special code that allowed me to uh, capture three very rare Pokemon.
1: Well, which were. If I uh, ask, I, were... Went, if I, ask, I went to the Combination Sports Direct and Video Game Store.
0: That's right. You went to a video game store in the back of a discount sporting goods store and got me three codes that gave me access to three mystical Pokemon that you cannot trade for uh, easily and that were only available to people in Europe this month. So thank you very much for doing that. It worked perfectly. I have all three. So
1: That's good. Good. I'm glad I'm glad you got all three. It was it's was very strange because I, I was looking at the map and I was like, I know where this is. There's no there's no video game store. There's no game there. And then it was. Then I looked it up, and I looked more. It was like inside the sports direction. I was like, "That can't be right. This must be an old map." And then I walked in, uh, and lo and behold, there was a there was a game sign outside. I was like, "Oh!" And you walk into the back, go up the stairs, and there's a video game store at the back.
0: I was worried that they were going to cancel the giveaway uh, because of the mourning that your country is going through right now. The grief would be too much to download new Pokemon. So.
1: They've can- they've canceled everything else, so yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm glad the monarchy didn't get in the way of me getting my Genesect and my <laughs> Marsh Shadow, I think it was called. Anyways, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Content Minds. This week we're gonna mix things up a little bit because I, I feel like usually we start the show with like a hey Luke, how was the internet this week? Blah 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 blah. But really there's only one topic that is worth talking about.
1: Yeah, it's good that we're not doing that because for once it would be extremely easy to do that bit. So yeah, let's I'm let's, not, let's not do that.
0: <laughs> we know the answer, which is that everyone is in deep, solemn reflection over the passing of the queen. Things off, Luke. Like, how are you feeling about having a king now?
1: Fun. <laughs> seems okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. He seems like a complete asshole, but like, like who cares?
1: I, I just, oh, God. I mean, all right, we're going to have to start this with some disclaimers. Actually, we're going to start this with two disclaimers. One is, it is sad that the queen died. It is sad when anyone dies, and I feel sorry <laughs> for anyone who feels personally affected. Yes. Is Not, it sad gonna, when we're gonna, we're everyone gonna dies? We're going to get there. It is sad when the Queen dies. It what is about sad Osama that anyone Bin
0: Is it sad when Osama stop. Bin Laden dies?
1: I'm going to do the Jeremy Corbyn defense. It was a tragedy <laughs> <laughs> that he was not tried.
0: I <laughs> see. Okay. All right.
1: But no it's, it's, no, it's sad when anyone dies. It's sad for the family and it's sad for anyone who felt like they knew her. And it's also sad from the point of view of like, it's a collective symbol for the country. It would also be sad if, I don't know, we had to stop using... The flag or something like it's a it's a collective symbol for the country and it's sad when that happens because it's a a unifying thing fine the second disclaimer is that republicanism is good and should happen and the monarchy shouldn't exist uh right (laughs) i really need to start with another
0: disclaimer on that is that we'll be using the term republican throughout this episode i assume uh in reference to people who are not royalists as in people who would like a republic not uh Republicans in the American sense. I think that's an important distinction.
1: It is a very important. Uh, it's very important because yeah, <laughs> a lot of uh, British outlets have been capitalizing and not capitalizing Republicans in, in the wrong places. So it's, yeah, it's been very confusing.
0: I can imagine. I, I'm particularly worried this week about what it's like inside of the Princess Diana Beanie Baby Facebook groups, which are you know, particularly precarious places to be for speaking of uh, people who feel like they know the royal family in a personal way.
1: Well, they're ecstatic because, you know, finally Princess Diana's killer has been brought to justice.
0: <laughs> hey, if you're going to let us keep that in the episode, it's going to stay in the episode. Uh, in- no. if, there's no re- <laughs> if there's no legal risk for using that clip, it's staying in the episode.
1: It's a <laughs> and and also, also in the UK, you can't label the dead. Is that true? Yeah.
0: Oh, man. All right. This episode is going to be really fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> hey, Guess what, everybody? Yeah,
0: no. Luke's off the chain this week. We got all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff he's going to say. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> just whenever I mention the word Charles <laughs> just Charles just the next two minutes is just a, a beep
0: yeah exactly uh, you can no longer talk about him but we have all kinds of stuff to say about Liz so yeah. I guess
1: no I mean I, I, no, I just I, I just want to make clear that at any point when we're talking about this and I don't think that it is cuss and dried as it is an unalloyed like because there's been a lot of like kind of insane things said about both the person of Elizabeth Windsor and the monarch itself the monarch itself should be Extinguished. It's really important to start that up front. And at any point, if there was a vote tomorrow to vote to to abolish the monarchy, yes, 100%. There's no criteria under which I wouldn't do that. But at the same time, it is a lot more complicated than that, uh, which we'll get into. So, okay.
0: All right, well, let's get into it. So why is it more complicated than that?
1: (laughs) Basically, none of the process of what's happened this week has really caught me by surprise. We're starting with the heavy stuff, and we've got some funny stuff to, to end with. But none of the things that happened this week have caught me by surprise, with the exception of how impossibly angry some Americans are at the Queen, which I have found absurd to the point of parody. Like, I don't get it.
0: I'm glad we're starting here because I have noticed this, like, very funny sort of, like, there's, like, a very demented American pathology, I think, when it comes to, like, news events and the assumption that... Any news event in the world has to fit into some kind of American framework, whether it's an American idea of getting attention or like uh becoming popular or powerful or our culture war, like everything is kind of filtered through that lens. And so I saw all these completely incredible pieces written in the last couple of days where it's like, Can King Charles turn things around for the British monarchy? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He doesn't have to do anything. He's a king. That's the whole deal. There's no turning yeah. it around. It's a monarchy. <laughs> like, can can he salvage the British monarchy? Who cares? He, <laughs> who cares? He's a king. That's the yeah, point. That's why we don't have them in America. Like, what are you
1: talking about? But, but this is it. Is that the American kind of like <laughs> understanding of how of both how the British monarchy works and how the person... like. The idea of celebrating (laughs) Elizabeth Windsor's death on the basis that she is part of the monarchy is insane. Because the entire point of monarchy is just goes to the next person, right? Like, it's it's not like you're you're four people away from like a radical Marxist Leninist who is going to destroy the whole thing. It's like no, no, it's just the next guy. It's fine, and it is the next guy. There's like a load of guys in a row now.
0: I saw a tweet about that where it was like, (laughs) it was like people talking about how like you know maybe this could be like the right moment for like more representation in the British monarchy, and I'm like. Once again, what are you talking about? It's a monarchy. There's no representation. There's no salvaging it. There's there's no like idea of like fixing a PR crisis. Like they don't give a shit. <laughs> they're like they're rich people who own a lot of la- They're landlords. Like they're like very powerful dynastic landlords. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs>
1: but I mean, well, the thing is, this is the other thing is that an awful lot of people are like, well, you know, they are they're very wealthy and we pay for them, and like that is also just not. It's not really true. It's not untrue, but it's also not really true. Like, okay, how the monarch's finances work are that at some point in the not that distant past, Britain, under the, 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 not really rule, but certainly under the figurehead of the monarch, went and took all the wealth from as much of the world as it could. Like it went and did that, and it brought it all into all into Britain, and a bunch of it then belonged to the Uh, monarch—a small amount personally, but mostly through this organization was It's known as the Crown Estate. The Crown Estate is worth—it's I think it's it's believed to be in the region of like nineteen to twenty-eight billion. I think there's some there's some doubt about the top end, but it's worth billions. Is the is the important point? However, the revenues from that all go straight to the British state, Uh, and then they get a little a chunk of that. They get about fifteen percent back as kind of a. Upkeep for the palaces and all that stuff, which are at this point mainly tourist attractions. So, when you kind of say like, "Well, it, it costs the UK money," it's like, "Sure, but it's money that comes out of the stuff that they own."
0: Oh, that's interesting. So they're kind of like, it's essentially like that's re- okay. That's actually much straight Like I knew it was weird, but that's actually much weirder than I thought. It's essentially like they're extremely rich and uh, uh, assumingly very comfortable, and their entire family lineage will be. And they're sitting on an incredible amount of wealth. But that wealth is essentially like the Federal Reserve of the UK. And they get like money for owning it, essentially.
1: Yeah, well, they make, I think the number is, about, they make about 400 million a year from this. But that 400 million is directly given to the British state. And then the British state give them about 15% of that back. It's a little bit higher at the moment because they're renovating Buckingham Palace. But as a baseline, it's about 15%. So the idea that we like to give them money for stuff is not, it's not really true
0: so this furthers my idea that like at a certain level of dynastic wealth you just become like a tamagotchi like people are just waiting to see like how you breed and what happens when you die
1: right exactly it's like a it's like a big complicated soap is essentially what it is but it's got a some additional symbolism within it but that's why all of this stuff where it's there's an awful lot of complaints about like wow the british monarchy have so much money and they're doing all this stuff and it's like well sure like Maybe we should expropriate all of the monarchy's wealth, but that's not really going to solve anything. It's, what, 30 billion that runs the NHS for like five weeks, maybe? (laughs) Like, cool.
0: (laughs) So what does abolishing the monarchy do? Uh, What does it
1: accomplish? Well, the number one thing is that theoretically the monarchy is a backstop, a a a political backstop that can never be used so it's happened a few times that kind of like it's driven to it is, people have like driven up to the cliff of the monarch will have to get involved the most recent one being boris johnson like three years ago no less than that actually
0: Two this years was ago. a this was a big like like neoliberal fan fiction point during brexit which was the idea that yeah. don't worry the queen will stop it
1: <laughs> right but the, the problem is is the, the reason that the Queen has been broadly popular is A, longevity, and B, the fact that she has remained conspicuously politically neutral. Like, she has never come out for or against Brexit. Uh, there was some reporting initially that she, she was for Brexit, but it was somewhat debunked, and they kind of got very mad about it. The point is that she never came out on either side, because if she came out and said, Brexit's good, actually, or Brexit's bad, actually, she immediately loses the, the, the following of half the country, at which point the existence of the monarch itself is in jeopardy. So, like, it, it's that thing of she has theoretical power that can never be used or she will immediately be removed from power. So it's it's that thing of like, it's, it's, it's a gun that can never be fired.
0: I mean, what's weird is when you're talking about all this stuff, the monarchy has less literal power, let's say, less literal impact and power and influence than the Supreme Court in the US, which is also a unelected lifetime position that <laughs> no, has much a, more say. But it's an way.
1: unelected lifetime position that is, put in place by elected representatives like true. in part when you vote for a president and you vote for a senate and you vote for, the, for congress you are selecting a group of people who would choose the next supreme court if vacancy if it comes up and i was thinking about this because the other thing that made it very weird when Americans talking about this is the idea that they seem to think that the queen was in control somehow and the monarchy like had a constitutional role which it doesn't really like it has a theoretical role that doesn't really exist and I was trying to think of the equivalent of that in the U.S. And I was like, the U.S. just doesn't have ceremonial roles. It has nothing symbolic. It has nothing ceremonial. There's no we do. We thing do. that exists. Out- okay, what is it? We
0: have many towns... That have dogs for mayors.
1: Right. Okay. So it'd be like having a, 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 a president a dog president for the entire we, of America. We have
0: we have several towns that have had dogs for mayors. Uh and there, like there's also like a certain <laughs> there's like a certain level of American libertarianism that exists on the very fringes of, of American society, where you have like a town of 10 people, 15 people. And they've just completely lost any interest in in maintaining some kind of infrastructure. And so there are ceremonial roles. There's the ceremonial sheriff. And, you know, it's like the town in Alaska where everyone lives in one building. It's like that kind of place. So we sure. have that stuff.
1: But you're right. On a federal level, we do Even don't. then, often those ceremony like those dogs for mayors are still elected. That's
0: true. We do like elect. We them.
1: have, many of our cities have multiple mayors. Like we have... They're like varying; they're varying degrees of ceremonial and uh, official. That's true. Like if I, you go to Bristol, Bristol has a Lord Mayor, it has a a City Mayor, it has a Metro Area Mayor, and there's another Mayor as well. that I can't remember, but it has like four Mayors.
0: I I remember seeing stuff about that, not in Bristol specifically, but in general, and being extremely confused why there were multiple yeah. Mayors from Yeah, so I do think that the a, a missing piece of context for Americans is that the UK holds the very fabric of its society together by giving extremely wealthy, in theory, people very bullshit ceremonial roles that have to do with drama from like a thousand years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, really, this the drama is from well over 2,000 years ago, but sure, you know. Right,
0: which I think actually probably would make America a better uh, functioning society if we gave people more useless ceremonial titles to keep them from going crazy. Well and I mean, trying to overthrow I mean, the, the government.
1: I mean part of the reason that you have a monarchy, like the reason you have constitutional monarchies where you have a monarch who is separate to the to the, the main like body of parliament is that you have someone to do the sentimental stuff. This is actually Clement Atley point. You have someone to do the sentimental stuff and therefore people don't get so emotionally tied into their political leaders. So, for example, yeah, you have the monarch, and everyone ties their emotions to that, and then they can vote for a politician who'd actually be, like, competent, and they don't get all, like, het up about it. And you could see this, a similar thing happens in Ireland. Do you know the Irish president, the guy with the the small guy with the big dog?
0: So there's the leprechaun guy, and then there's also the Taoiseach, and they're different roles, correct?
1: Right. We're talking yeah. the leprechaun guy, Michael D. Higgins, who, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a small guy, and he's a poet, and he's a big dog. And everyone votes him, and he's, like, a good lad, and... He's the guy who, you know, when they give out medals, when foreign diplomats come, they go and see him. And then they go and have the complicated political conversation with the Taoiseach. So that is like kind of makes sense. But both of them are elected roles. Whereas the US doesn't really have anyone like that, which means the entirety of like US emotion is put on the presidency, which is a flaw.
0: That is honestly very true and very interesting and something I hadn't really thought about, which is that we don't have just like... You know, I guess the vice president is the closest thing to that, but it's still not that. Actually, Joe Biden during the Obama presidency was kind of seen yep. as like dude in chief. <laughs> you know, he was yeah, like yeah. the guy. He, he was the just guy like just hanging the spirit out, spirit
1: of the country. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And and we that only happens every once in a while. Like it's not every vice president that just goes like. I'm hanging out for the next four years. And I think without that, though, you do, you're right, we lose a pressure valve. We lose an ability to kind of have a mascot. And so we expect the president to be both mascot and lord and commander, which is just not a good situation to be in.
1: Right. What you want is you want to elect a tedious person who has a good grasp of policy as a president and then elect The Rock. <laughs> 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 like I think, I think
0: that's exactly and the that's, Ro- yeah. yeah.
1: And the Rock's the guy. He he hands out the medals to the troops. He goes and meets other prime ministers, and you're like, yeah, awesome. The Rock's doing stuff. And then behind him is a tedious person who is really into spreadsheets doing the job.
0: So, okay, what what do you think is the from what you've seen from like the the content economy, the take economy? What do you think is like the dumbest American take on the Queen's passing that you've seen?
1: I mean, the dumbest the dumbest American take I think is. The idea that the person of Elizabeth Windsor was in cahoots with, I don't know, Harold Wilson to fight decolonialism in Africa, which is, I mean, it's wrong for two reasons. One is that, A, the Queen was not doing that. She did not have the power to do that. But at the same time, she was a figurehead for it. And as a result, if people feel like a strong sense of emotion towards her because their country, their grandparents, their family and stuff were affected by it, like That's completely valid, obviously. But the idea that the person Elizabeth Windsor was involved in it is extremely funny because that's not what happened. And it also, and I think this is really important, it removes responsibility from the British people who democratically elected a government that maintained a policy of colonialism. That is the people who are at fault for it. It is British people who did this deliberately, democratically, not a magical person in a big hat.
0: I mean there you have lots of magical people in big hats but yeah you're right we it's, do
1: we do we have we have, a, we have an unnecessary number of magic hats
0: I do think the the intersection of american culture war and british monarchy is extremely interesting you know the 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 Meghan Markle stuff over the last couple yeah. of years is extremely interesting the british tabloid Uh, system being unable to kind of handle or, or being able to handle it in the way that they handle it. Right. Like that's all very interesting to me. And I also feel like there is this expectation from Americans watching abroad that something new should happen now. And, and, and I think Americans are like this with every global news story, but it's particularly funny when it happens with Americans watching what happens in the UK? Because I remember this with Brexit, where the Brexit vote happens, and all of my friends and family are like, "Well, they're out of the EU now." And I was like, "No, no, they won't be for many years." Uh, yeah. <laughs> in fact, it it ended up taking the better part of five years to actually Brexit, and that was just like not a concept. Like Americans could not wrap their heads around the idea that something massive could happen in society and then not immediately
1: happen. Yeah, it's it is it is crazy.
0: So the idea that like the Queen dies you you see you see the content economy turn on in the US and it's like what will this mean for the global stage and it's like nothing it'll mean literally nothing because nothing actually has changed
1: there's is, there's is a fundamental misunderstanding of the idea of a monarchy and what it means although i mean it also throws up other interesting things like i do think that one of the reasons for example that our prime ministers change cuz i mean you say this you get elect a new president on, what, November 8th, 9th, around that, like, first week of November. And then they don't take power for another three months. Whereas in the UK, it's the next day.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Which
1: is, it changes over, like, within an hour. Because the continuity is given by the, the monarch. So you flip the the, pre, the prime minister really quickly.
0: Also, you're, I mean, you know, I don't want to, I could totally spend the next two hours talking about my interest in parliamentary politics across Europe, but I won't, to spare our, our listeners, <laughs> But I do think that in a in a parliamentary system, the prime minister just matters a lot less. I had to explain this a whole bunch during the Boris Johnson scandal to like Americans who are like, "This is going to be a huge deal." And I was like, "It won't because like the Tories are still in power, so it doesn't really matter." Liz Trust,
1: who I mean, honestly, the Liz Trust, the Liz Trust narrative is great.
0: Wait, no, quick aside: is, is she into is she into BDSM? Is is she wearing a puppy play necklace? Uh, trying to think about it.
1: I'm trying to think about it.
0: Is that so for people who don't know what I'm talking about, there's a rumor circulating that the necklace that Liz Truss wears all of the time, which is yeah. a circle, is uh, uh, basically like a a formal BDSM, like slave collar, essentially. And that she's yeah. in. Uh, I don't need to know and it's not my business but uh, it is curious that that has come up and yeah.
1: maybe that's what killed the Queen. We're not going to kink shame the, the no. Prime Minister.
0: I have plenty of other things to shame Liz Truss and the Tory party about than her weird kink but I do wonder if the the Queen found out and died because she was so upset about it.
1: I mean, the Liz Truss narrative is that when she was like an 18 year old uh, she was a like very firm Republican eventually became a Tory eventually met the Queen and a day later the Queen died which is Bleak.
0: it's great it's perfect she was like hey liz this is what my necklace means uh, <laughs> <yes>.
1: <laughs> all right i have written down the seven daftest things that britain has done in the last uh what six days five days
0: okay so hold on before we uh, just, uh, just set the stage for the americans listening if you have been completely under a rock you've missed all this there's a whole lot of ceremonial stuff that happens after a
1: monarch dies. This is not the ceremonial stuff.
0: Oh, what is this?
1: The ceremonial stuff is all ridiculous, but that's just pageantry. Fine. You're not
0: talking about the stone of destiny or whatever.
1: No, I'm not talking about the stone of destiny. Like, there's a big stone and people sit on it. It's fun it, it, and it's magic and it makes the, the, the monarch. That's a perfectly normal way to run a monarchy. Like, from a monarchical perspective, that is that is like the most normal bit of it. Yes, there's a magic rock.
0: So, okay. okay, though I have, I
1: have really, I have really enjoyed the number of Scottish people who have <laughs> repeatedly called the stone English or British, which the Scottish people who spent like, what have I been mean, four hundred, five hundred years, attempting to get it back to Scotland, because it's a Scottish stone that was stolen by the English, uh, and then they returned it into a stone for British monarchs, and then the Scottish eventually got it back, and now for the uh, the coronation, it will end up going back to. Um, England for the king to be crowned, but an awful lot of Americans are like, I can't believe the English have this stupid tradition. It's like, no, 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 no. It's more complicated than that.
0: So I, I, I kiss the magic stone that's in, in Ireland. I kiss the Blarney stone. You know, it's that's it's a different good. magic stone. I think every country should have a magic stone. I don't think of, I don't think America has a magic stone though.
1: We have uh, no, it, we have big so. balls
0: of yarn, but I don't know if we have like <laughs> a stone. All right. So what are the what are the seven daftest things?
1: These are the the, the, the seven most ridiculous things that have happened that British people have done in, in the last seven days. or well, the last five days, six days. Number seven, I think, is the websites, which have been all over the shop.
0: Say more. What do you mean?
1: Well, basically, every single website has decided that it needs to, and this is not news websites where it makes sense to do kind of memorial things like we did. Uh, this is, for example, Anne Summers, the popular lingerie shop. <sighs> yeah. Put a nice thing at the top of the site saying, hey, we're sorry about the queen and every website's done it to a, to a kind of amazing extent. I've really enjoyed that.
0: I really liked the CrossFit UK one that they put on Instagram, yep. which was a certain a special workout for the queen. I I feel bad for you guys because you weren't able to watch the Nintendo direct live because Nintendo UK <laughs> didn't stream it. They just put it up on YouTube, which I think is really funny.
1: In fairness, then it did turn out the name of the Zelda game was Tears of the Kingdom, which is on the nose. That
0: that might explain maybe why. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, what's number six?
1: All right. Number six uh, is one of my favorites because the way that they do these things always makes... It always causes so many more problems than it needs to, uh, which is they started in some cities to change the numbers and names on the front of buses when they were digital to show memorial messages for the queen or like a crown instead of a number, which is tricky when you're trying to get a bus because they were changing the name of where it's going to say R.I.P. Queen or a similar message. What? Now, often they, in, they, they had it like rotating. So it's show R.I.P. the queen for three seconds, name of the place is going for three seconds, R.I.P. the queen for three seconds, name of the place is going. But as a just taking something where you could technically correctly put a message to say RIP the queen but also just destroy the entire point of that location. That's pretty high on the list for me.
0: So wait, so like you'd be like looking at a bus and where it would normally say the number of the bus, like the 106. Like I would I would get the 106 from Finsbury Park to Stoke Newington every day. That would say RIP Queen.
1: Yeah, those ones wouldn't because they're slightly older and they don't have digital boards on them. Uh but newer buses in different areas, they 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 do do this.
0: Like the Eighty four. Yeah,
1: the 84 is a digital one.
0: Wow. That is
1: crazy. So you'd be it coming down the street and you'd be like, there's a bus coming. Don't know if it's my bus or not. Just,
0: just to be just clear give it a for, few seconds. Yeah, just to be clear for Americans, there's no other signage that would tell you the number of the bus. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's number five?
1: Uh, number five is, do you know when you go to self-checkouts?
0: Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so...
1: Not only did some self-checkouts have a memorial photo of the Queen when you got to them, so you could remember the Queen as you doing the shopping. In Morrison's, they turned off the beep.
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs> because,
1: because the beep wasn't respectful to the Queen. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, without <being> find a <laughs> point in it, I have spent most of my adult life, even all my adult life, using self-checkouts and using the beep as the it goes through beep, it goes through beep, it goes through beep. And if it turned out off, I would really struggle. That's honestly so crazy. <laughs> like, to even think, like,
0: to even think that that's, like, that wouldn't even come into my brain. Like, you have to be so crazy to think, like, oh, we're grieving this, no more beeps in the supermarket. <laughs>
1: And this, also, this is a good point to bring up for Americans that the average British person has not like radically changed their life in order no. to deal with the mourning for the Queen. Some of them may go down to to to, to see the Lying Estate. Some people ah. are like, I'm sure, yeah, people were sad. People were like, oh, that's very sad. And you watch the, you know, bits and pieces of the, the, the accession on the Saturday. And you, you do, like, kind of bits and pieces. But, like, it is not a thing where you walk down the street and, you know, everyone is dressed in mourning robes and <laughs> weeping. It's, it's the life, go, life goes on as normal. Everyone's a little bit sad. And, I don't know, like, some of this mourning stuff is like, kind of sweet there was a a shop that i went in to get a coke from the other day and it was like one of the little news agents on the corner and they, they they tried to put up a photo of the queen and they got like a home printer and printed out two like a4 sheets of the queen that on like a, a printer that didn't work properly and then like taped them up on the wall and i was like that's quite a nice touch for you to attempt to memorialize the queen with your extremely crappy home printer that wow. was quite, like so you know it's not like it's a an entirely horrible thing. But broadly speaking, life goes on as normal, which is why changing things like this feels completely absurd. It is not the UK that is mourning. It is corporate corporations that are really struggling. So, number four on the list, <sighs> yeah. which is a really strong one. A holiday park has taken a bunch of people hostage. What? <laughs> right, so...
0: Where is it like park? they can't leave? Yeah. Till when? How? What? What? <laughs> what?
1: So center parks which is a holiday I, i'm the best to describe it. it's like a holiday camp it has a series of holiday camps uh where you go and you stay in usually self-catering uh rooms or lodges uh then they have like a couple of restaurants in the area but it's broadly like just a nice place in the the woods or somewhere nice where you go and you spend time on the holiday they decreed on i think i think it was yesterday uh, so monday uh for people people listening to this or tuesday maybe i can't actually remember they decreed that their staff would be given the day off, so they would therefore be closing the holiday camps. Uh, That means that if you have booked over the, you know, if you've booked over next Monday when the funeral was, which is when they're closing it, uh, you have to leave the holiday camp. So you're being forcibly kicked out. And everyone was like, sorry, uh, we've paid for this. This is our holiday. Could you not kick us out? And they're like, all right, fine, fine, fine. You can can stay, but nothing will be open and you're not allowed to leave your rooms. At which point everyone's like, Sorry, are you taking us hostage in the holiday camp? That's is so you... crazy. And they have eventually decided that actually people ha- can stay in the villages. They're allowed out of their rooms, but the restaurants will be closed. But exactly how a company gets in that so self that position is, I mean, it's great.
0: I have, I have a lot of questions, but I want to wait till I hear number one. To ask them. Okay. So what is number? What what are we at? We got th-
1: what's number three? That was okay. Number three is that about? Uh, what was it? When was this, the the uh, diamond jubilee? It would have been. I was a diamond. Was it platinum jubilee? I can't remember. The jubilee that was in that was a few months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. the The queen made a brief video with Paddington Bear.
0: Oh God! All the I, yeah the Paddington stuff, right?
1: Right. Previously, this like there has been no particular link of the queen with Paddington, but it was a nice fun video that. We're told she mainly did because her great-grandchildren love Paddington, and they were like, oh my god, it's our great-granny with Paddington. Isn't that nice? Because they're like, I don't know, five and six and stuff. And it's like, cool, that's, it's a nice thing to do. Uh, and it was a fun video that everyone enjoyed. But now everyone's like, oh, the queen is, is Paddington. The two of them are inseparable, and everything involved with the queen must be Paddington-related. So uh, people keep leaving <laughs> Paddington bears all over the place for reasons that aren't clear. They also, because part of the joke in the sketch is a plastic sandwich bag which has a sandwich in it a marmalade sandwich as is traditional for Paddington but it's kind of the joke of the sketch which means that people keep leaving marmalade sandwiches at all the memorials so all the memorials are covered in marmalade sandwiches which is bad because obviously they rot in a way that flowers don't that's so funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) Like, large chunks of, of, of London's Royal Parks and are now covered in rotting marmalade sandwiches.
0: I uh, I saw a tweet. It was, like, a picture of Paddington taking the Queen to heaven. And one of the comments underneath it was, like, does Paddington normally take dead people to heaven?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is the British criminal? Yeah,
0: is, is Paddington the one that greets you on the other side to take you to
1: heaven? <laughs> uh, actually, I mean... <laughs> T- Traditionally, actually, um, Paddington is buried alive with the Queen, uh, with the monarch, so that they can... they uh, yeah.
0: I was very relieved to find out that they were not going to destroy the Corgis like they did that llama a couple months ago uh, <laughs> and and bury the Corgis alive with her or something, because that seemed like it could happen.
1: Yeah, they're instead being given to Prince Andrew, so they've really lucked out there. The,
0: yeah, well, <laughs> we'll wait for him to die and then we can talk about how we feel about that. Cool.
1: Uh, one more thing with the Paddington thing, okay, which okay. is that... It turns out that the copyright for Paddington, the licensing for Paddington Bear toys, uh, is owned by Jeremy Clarkson.
0: What, like the Top Gear guy? Yeah. Who I I always get him confused with Jeremy Corbyn, just by name only. It's just very close. Sure. So wait, the Top Gear guy owns the, the the owns Paddington.
1: Yeah, his parents apparently made the first ever Paddingtons for him and his sister, uh, and as a result, they have like. They own the licensing or they have rights. I don't know exactly how it works, but broadly speaking, for some reason, whenever you buy a Paddington bear to give to the Queen, somehow Jeremy Clarkson makes money.
0: That's incredibly funny that Jeremy Clarkson yeah. is like cashing in on people dying and giving Paddingtons to the Queen uh, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. What's number two?
1: Number two. Number two is one that is not fun, but needs to be mentioned, which is that the vast quantity of stuff that has been cancelled as a result of the Queen's funeral, which is stuff like food banks are closed on that day, people's operations are being cancelled, and just a whole host of other really essential stuff that is being cancelled on that day because everyone needs to have a bank holiday, which we didn't need to have in order to go to this funeral or watch this funeral, whatever it is.
0: I saw this. So I saw that Heathrow is shutting down flights. I saw, like, cancer screening stuff is being shut down. Yep. It's very annoying. Although I di- I think this is sort of, like, a fault of maybe the way I'm seeing uh, this through Twitter, is that, like, I did not realize that it was for a bank holiday. Yeah, so... I thought that stuff was just shutting down. But that makes more sense,
1: that it's no, for it a is, holiday. No, it, ba- it is a bank holiday, but at the same time, like, uh, the way that British law works is that the king... God, is still I will say that it's still weird So The king... Uh, as one of his first acts, decreed that there would be a bank holiday on his mother's funeral day, and then they announced their funeral day as the Monday, which... But the thing is, it's the way that the law works, is that it's not technically a statutory bank holiday. So there's no right or no requirement for people to give people that day off. Like, there's no... Yeah, it's just not a legal thing. Um, It's just a a bank holiday, a non statutory bank holiday. But as a result, like, a lot of places that do give it seem to be relatively essential... Things and like on the one hand I'm very on the very pro like hey workers should get days off. On the other hand, it feels like a really bad way to do it on such short notice that ultimately just a bunch of people are going to suffer as a result. So that's the non fun one of these.
0: I see, I see. That's still very bad and
1: confusing.
0: (sighs) Okay, I I have a question, but I want to wait. So what's the number one? What's number one?
1: Number one is the queue. What? I don't know if you've seen this.
0: Like people getting in line.
1: Yeah. So. The Queen is now lying in state in Westminster Hall. And if you would like to file past the Queen for around a minute, uh, you can go and queue up to do so. Now, there is something very British about the fact that ultimately, our ultimate expression of mourning is that everyone stands in a queue. But this queue at the moment is closing in on being five miles long. Oh my God. And it is estimated to take roughly 30 hours to line up in. So if you want to go and see the Queen lying in state, you will be waiting there for a day, a full day. During that period, you can't take a a chair, you can't take a tent, you can't take anything because the queue is moving very slowly all the time. So you are walking five miles over the course of a day, very slowly.
0: (laughs) That is the daftest thing I've ever heard. That is absolutely crazy.
1: They have had to set up toilets. They have to set up food. They have set up first aid things. They have brought in the army to manage the queue a queue of people that is going from Westminster to basically all the way up South Bank, well past like the Cutty Sark, closing on like London Bridge. Essentially, I think it actually goes to London Bridge.
0: I can't think of a more coherent articulation of the British sensibility than a life-threatening long queue to see a yep. dead old rich woman. I really can't think of anything no. more accurate to what it's like to be British than than pissing yourself <laughs> while walking a, a fairly reasonable distance over many hours. That yep. is just amazing. Yeah, that's great. Uh, actually, I think that's great for you guys. Yeah, it would it would be as if it would be as if. Uh, America's president died and all of the country got in a giant gun together (laughs) (laughs) and just shot ourselves into space. Yeah,
1: that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Someone said it was very Douglas Adams, which it, yeah, it is. Very Douglas Adams. All right. I have a question. I have a
0: question, damn it. Who is this for? Like who? <laughs> okay, so say okay. I, I, I'm like imagine me. I'm a I'm a 55 year old British man. I'm gonna say my name is Ian. Let's okay. So I, I've woken up as a man named Ian, and uh, maybe I'm like a gardener or uh, an accountant. I don't know. I have a shed sure. that I spend a lot of time in doing various yeah. hobbies. I make a sign, you know, God save the Queen or whatever, whatever okay. people. Yeah, no, but, like, to say goodbye to the queen. So I
1: say, like... No, no, you say king now. But
0: how would I say goodbye? I make a sign that says, like, I love the queen or whatever. And I hang it from sure. my window. Who am I doing that for? Like, is that for my neighbors? Is that for the queen in heaven? Do I believe in that? Is that what this is? Or is this, like, like who am I... Maybe this is an extremely American way of thinking about this, but, like, who am I doing this
1: for? Well, you're doing it like everyone does everything. To signal to other members of your in-group that you also love the queen and to signal to members of the out-group that you are superior to them.
0: I see. Okay. So like so for, it's it's kind of like it's like when the republicans do like all the 9/11 tweets like this weekend. They're not really doing it for like the people who lost some 9/11, they're doing it to like it's like a na- it's like an expression of nationalism.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is not it? Isn't like what I wouldn't want to do is imply that people that there weren't people and there are many people who are genuinely very sad about the queen dying um, and very, genuinely very moved and upset by it, which is, you know, it's fine. Like, you know, I'm not going to police anyone's feelings about things. But at the same time, yeah, like some of those people are are going to, yeah, be very sad about and doing a lot of mourning as a result. And then some people are not going to care, which is probably, I don't want to say majority of people, but it's certainly a decent number of people are going to be like, it's sad the queen died. This doesn't really affect my life. And I, I would also say that this is dramatically... Uh, it's a very heavy generational split on this. Like, it is, you know, it's almost a, it's basically a 45 degree line down from 75 year old plus who are very, very sad about this to the 18 to 24 year olds who are not all that bothered. Well,
0: it's funny. I was reflecting on like celebrities that I have been upset have died. And there's a few. But most of those celebrities were celebrities that died that I felt like shouldn't have died When they died, like they should have been around longer. And it's like sad for instance, actually it's very sad that Anthony Bourdain wasn't alive to see the queen die. I feel like that's like a real tragedy. (laughs) I think he would have been great to, to, to to follow on the day she died. But the idea of like becoming very emotional about a 96 year old woman who died, I mean, she's a part of pop culture in a way, but not in the way that like, it's not like I'm waiting for more, great content to come from her you know what i mean (laughs) it's not like i feel like she had one more good album or tv show in her
1: (laughs) no but but you you also but you also have to think of from the other way which is like she has been queen for such an astonishing amount of time like when she became queen it would have been who would have been present. it would have been truman i think
0: oh wow which is ludicrous that is crazy
1: yeah no uh yeah, you know, it would have been Truman, yeah, because Eisenhower was after him. Yeah, so she, yeah, she would have been queen when, when when Truman was queen, and the only the only president she never met was LBJ.
0: That's that's the only one she didn't meet.
1: Yeah, she met all the others. She never met LBJ. Why? It
0: just, it just never happened. Oh, huh. I thought there was maybe no, some she, sort of drama there. Okay,
1: no, there's no drama. It just just never happened. But um, yeah, and, and I think. You can say, "Oh, it's sad because, like, you know, Anton Bourdain didn't produce more content." And I do think that there is a <laughs> to different. Be
0: fair, I'm not comparing the Queen of Bourdain. No, no it's no. just the like, no, it's just the idea of mourning a person who, as you said, is sort of more of a mascot figure than like a a creative force, or or even or even like an elected politician. She's just like someone who's there.
1: No, but it's a symbol of. You know, it, it does still operate as a symbol of unity and a symbol of, of of community, even if she was never part of that community. But I don't know. It's hard to explain. I think that people like feel very deeply about her, in part because she's been around for a very long time and in part because she represents something to some people. Whether or not she ever was that or wasn't that, because of her kind of unwillingness to ever commit publicly to really any politics or anything that she liked or disliked, which is sort of why everyone became obsessed with the idea that she was really into Paddington, which obviously she wasn't. Like, but just no one knows anything about her. Everyone kind of projected their own things onto her. And as a result, yeah, people feel sad. But at the same time, it's also not like Diana, which obviously you probably would have been do you remember Diana dying?
0: My mom was very affected by it. We had the Beanie Babies. We we had the right. commemorative Diana Beanie Babies. Uh, it was a big deal. And also Princess Diana was like, she was like of that like very 90s idea of like global pop culture figures like uh, Mother Teresa, like that. that sort of like Forrest Gumpian kind of like concept of global pop culture. She was like very much that for Americans, I think.
1: Yeah, but there was a sense with Diana because she was much younger that it was tragic. In a way that the queen isn't tragic. It's sad that the queen died, but it is not tragic in the same way. And I think that as a result, like there's a, the, you know, it is an awful lot of people being calm and British and wiping away a tear, and and that's the, the vibe, rather than with Diana, where it was very much you know weeping and rending of garments stuff, which I is, see. yeah, it is it is you know, it, it's sadness, but it's sadness on a national scale, which makes it feel out of proportion, and is why companies cannot quite figure out how to respond and they end up turning the beeps on their self scanners out and it's causes more problems than it's worth.
0: You know who does know how to respond to it though.
1: Who knows how to respond to it?
0: Well, we got to talk about it before we end this week's episode. Tumblr knows how to talk about it. <laughs> so, I'm going to read okay. you uh I want to I want to do a live reading of a meme here and I want you to read the parts from Walter White, okay? And I'm gonna read the parts from Jesse Pinkman. So it's the Walter White, Jesse Pinkman meme, all right?
1: Okay, I got this. Yeah.
0: Toby Fox wrote fanfiction of Sands versus Reagan Tumblr Sexy Man poll. Well, you know, like 420 vote win sand sweep and antifa mob anniversary killed the queen, who was reincarnated as Trish Paytas' baby on Bernie Sanders' birthday, slash out of out of touch Thursday.
1: Jesse, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: All right, so I wanna start, I wanna start with. Do you understand what any of this means? All
1: right. I don't get the f- entire first bit other than like the concept of fan fiction. <laughs> I get obviously the, the queen being reincarnated to Trisha Paytas' baby on Bernie Sanders' birthday. I got all that. And then Out of Touch Thursday, I don't know. And then 420 vote win stuff, I don't know.
0: Okay. So let's go, let's go one by one here. So all right, there was a Tumblr sexy man poll on Twitter, so Tumblr sexy men are like the various men that the Tumblr community thinks are sexy, and there was a poll on Twitter about who is the best Tumblr sexy man of all time, and it included Loki, the Doctor from Doctor Who, but also joke choices like Sans from Undertale and Reagan from the anime Mob Psycho 100, and those two became the final round of the of the of the bracket. Okay, right when that happened. Toby Fox, the creator of Undertale, saw it and sort of ra- writing fan fiction about Sans winning the poll. Okay. Sans won with 420 votes, and they called it the Sans sweep. Mm-hmm. Part of that was a joke about Mob from the anime Mob Psycho 100 being Antifa. It doesn't really matter for this, but that's what they're talking about there. Right, right. The joke on Tumblr is that the extremely Tumblr energy of the Tumblr sexy man poll Killed the queen. I mean,
1: that's it's, it's a good a theory as, as theory as any.
0: <laughs> so, so Sands wins the Tumblr sexy man poll on the same day the queen dies. Then several minutes later, Trish Paytas <laughs> gives birth to a baby. So once again, we can't prove or not prove that that baby is the queen. That's true. And all of this happened on Bernie Sanders' birthday, which was a Thursday. And Thursdays on Tumblr are typically called out of touch Thursdays because everyone plays a. A clip from an anime set to the song uh, Out of Touch, which is uh, by Hall & Oates. And the anime is a clip from... It's a dance sequence from the show Lucky Star. So that's what all of that meme means.
1: Okay. Sure. Okay.
0: So what I think is... Interesting here. And the reason we didn't devote this entire episode to this is because talking it out loud is both extremely time-consuming and extremely boring.
1: <laughs> I think. I, I, have, I, have, I have no input on this. I'm sorry. I, don't, I don't, I'm Sure, okay.
0: <laughs> but I, I think what is interesting is that while much of the American response on Twitter and in various publications was sort of like this very awkward kind of like trying to apply... Uh, American standards of of uh, of news cycles to a thing that doesn't really have a news cycle because just like an old person died and now her son is the king. But on Tumblr, it was like this massive explosion of content. And I actually, I got data from Tumblr about this. They told me that the queen had four, was clicked on 400% more times than the second most clicked on tag on the platform in the 24 hours after the queen died. It was a massive deal for the website. Wow. Okay. And yet like, it's complete gibberish and i think it's interesting to me i think only because it's the only thing that happened really like it's <laughs> like like nothing else really other than just like a lot of memes and as you said like really weird daft shit that people are doing to grieve quote unquote tumblr was the only place on the internet that was just like ready for this and just flooded the zone with memes that are completely impenetrable from an outside perspective
1: it's interesting because we were talking about this the other week about where memes come from now and It is pretty clear that while Tumblr still produces many memes, they're completely inaccessible to the rest of the internet, and that's kind of the problem for them.
0: They definitely are. They're like this massive meme engine, but to explain any one meme that's popular on the site takes about 10 minutes. And they're not particularly funny once you do. You sort of have to like experience them in the moment, and they become funny. Like, you know, if I said, like, it's flat, Fuck Friday, like, would you know what I'm talking about? Is the picture with the crocodile? No,
1: I don't. I don't. I don't really use Tumblr anymore, so no.
0: What about like, um, uh, what is it like? Penis sword Sunday or laser sword? I forget what it's something about penises and Halo on Sundays. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Googler, do you know about the Googler? No. No, see, all this stuff is gibberish. It's just like complete. It's complete gibberish.
1: Yeah. This is this is like this must be how other people feel where i'm feeling right now like how other people feel when i explain try and explain like twitter beef to them
0: i think you listening to me is you feel the way our audience typically feels when they're listening to us yeah you know you it's not good it's not good it's very <laughs> disorienting do you think that there's any sort of broad content level per uh takeaway from the, the 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 news cycle around the king. <laughs> the news cycle around the queen's death.
1: I go back to the main thing. I was just genuinely shocked by how many people, how many Americans deeply cared about the Queen in a not in a non positive way? And that I like, I'm not offended by the fact that they weren't positive about it. I was just like, why why, why do you care so much? What's happening here? Like it would be if it would be in if all British people were super into the Senate parliamentarian. I kind like uh, what why what do you why are you talking why why do you care about this? Why is this a thing that you keep talking about and yeah, I don't know i guess i guess i guess the the idea of America as a country which rejects monarchs runs deeper than I thought.
0: As I've gotten older, I've decided that I really like not liking monarchs. Uh, I've been able to apply that pretty consistently to my dislike of Elon Musk. Actually, it helps me uh, win a bunch of arguments, especially with like Republican men who love Elon Musk, like uh, you know older guys that my dad hangs out with. I just shut down the whole argument when I'm like, "I'm an American. I don't believe in kings. If we can't find him with uh, the SC- the SEC, like he's a king. You know, I didn't vote for him. He's got too much money. Take it away." That's interesting. You know, Uh, I I think uh, being an anti-monarchist is pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) As I've gotten older, I'm like, I like that Which is fun,
1: but you don't have a monarch.
0: Right, but I mean, I'm an anti-monarch in the sense that, like, no one should. (laughs)
1: Right, but you're you're not anti-oligarch. That's a different thing.
0: Oh, I'm also anti-oligarch. Yeah, no, I think just, like, people have too much money. we got to take it away. I think the best place to end this, though, is a tweet that I saw that I would like your perspective on. All right. Uh, it's a uh, it's a tweet from a user named Aaron R Hanlon, who uh, is an American who I think is living in the UK or has lived <laughs> in the UK. Uh, lives in Maine and Cambridge, uh, Maine, USA, and Cambridge, UK. So they split. He splits his time, yeah. and he tweeted. I think Americans significantly underestimate how much the ordinary British person hates Americans. It can be self-deceptive because Americans are like, ooh, what a cute accent. What an adorable monarch. What a beautiful baby prince. Wow, these buildings are old and I like that. Ooh, they put the fried fish in the newspaper, etc. And that kind of obscures the seething. It's hard to appreciate this until you've been exposed to the really elaborate stuff like sitting alone in a ramen place and Bedburnsey listening to an English Bed-Bernsey. guy permanency listening to an english guy who's holding the chopsticks one inch from the tip like tweezers wondering aloud if americans can use chopsticks
1: well i mean we've been through the idea that you know the uk can't read really chinese food well actually no, the uk is okay chinese food but it's the point is this is absolutely <laughs> true and it's also a deep <laughs> it is a power thing like it is a a, a power hierarchy in the Americans definitely underestimate how much the ordinary British person hates Americans. absolutely true because Americans are like the dominant culture. But it's the same thing as like British people dramatically underestimate how much the Welsh hates, hate English people. Oh
0: yeah, they definitely
1: do. The Welsh absolutely hate it. And for a long time I thought, the Welsh, we can't want them. They're fine. They're good lads. They're no Americans. We hate the Americans. The Americans I assume hate us as a result. But the Americans don't really care about the British well, the British don't really care about the Welsh, but the Welsh hate us. So I keep saying British interchangeably, and I should be saying English. But it's that that exact same, it's the same hierarchy of like, if you're the powerful country, you think that we get along fine. If you're the less powerful country, you assume that the powerful country must hate you. In reality, the, the powerful country is just like, I don't think about you.
0: I think the seething from the British towards the Americans is a little bit to do with the idea that The Americans are the cultural dominant force, and the and the English feel a bit like maybe they still should be.
1: Yeah, I mean, tell that to all of the British actors to keep winning winning Oscars. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay all right all right all right i mean there's like that joke where it's like you make fun of a british person's food and they just like send you a headline of a school shooting and
1: it's like all right it's not quite I mean, the same I mean, well, right. I mean what is the emmys was last night and it was it was won by succession which is written by a british guy starring okay. a scottish all right. guy all
0: right all right all right all right speaking, come on, come spe- on. <laughs> speaking of content have you consumed any content to stay sane this week
1: Yeah, House of the Dragon. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I would like to talk about House of the Dragon as well. Although, I would also like to talk about a British show that I've been watching.
1: All right, I'm going to talk about a YouTube series as well then.
0: What are you going to talk about?
1: I'm going to talk about jet lag.
0: What's jet lag?
1: Well, you'll have to come to Overdraw Patreon to find out. Or Google it, I suppose. And we don't
0: have a Patreon anymore, yeah. Luke. We haven't had a Patreon for a year.
1: <sighs> That's right. Okay.
0: You should go to the contentminds.com, which is hosted on Substack, and you can yes. sign up and hear bonus episodes. I'll be talking about a British show called The
1: Capture. Okay. Do you know about this show? Uh, Yeah, it's like a cop show, isn't it? Is it a cop show?
0: Kind of, it's a thriller, Ugh. and it's about surveillance. I'm very excited about it, and it's very fun. All right, so we're gonna talk about that. We're going to talk about House of the Dragon. Uh, you can find that at thecontentminds.com. Subscribe, you get bonus content. Uh, and once again, we're always happy to watch stuff that you, the listeners, want us to watch and talk about and dissect. I want to thank Seven Morris, our lovely editor, for editing this week's episode and providing the fantastic soundscapes that are currently hitting your ear holes. If you want to go to your podcast platform of choice and leave us a great review, a five star review, could you please do it as if we were monarchs who just died and you're saying goodbye to us? Does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay, and um, we've already locked in the date, so I'm going to plug it now and get this started. We're doing another live show. Uh, we are putting together an excellent. We are putting together an excellent group of presenters and speakers but we are holding another Bad Posters Club this year on November 10th in London. Yeah. Uh, so keep an eye out for more details about that. They will be coming very soon. Goodbye, and God save the king. Do you say God save the king now?
1: God save the king. Well, I don't say it, but you know. I would not theory. say it either. You just did just say
0: it. I didn't. I, <laughs> goodbye. See you later. Bye-bye.